Hello, and welcome to the Mindful Soul Center podcast. I'm Amy Adams, and today I have an interview to share with you with Robin Reynolds of Ink and Alchemy. Robin is an engineer, a teacher, a creative being, an artist, a poet, and I'm very excited to have her here because she's dedicated to helping other people step into their power, into their creativity, and really getting the juices flowing in our lives because creativity is a transformative uh practice. So any kind of practice that you choose to create, it can transform you. So Robin, I first interviewed back in 2018, actually 10 years after I first met her online, um, when she had started to uh, feature different artists. But we'll, we'll hear all about that in the interview. But what I wanted to say about Robin is that she's inspirational. She's a living role model and an example of a person who can take their creative practice and put it out there and share it with the world. She just went and did it, and it was a transformative thing for her. Her visual art journaling and her written word. What I want to say about Robin is that we see a person, we see an art work, or we hear a poem, or we meet them in our job. We meet them as a friend, as a person who we go running with, or we practice yoga with, or we share some kind of common interest. Everybody has, you know, is so multifaceted. And I think one of the things that we forget about is that all of us are so unique and we all have such different experiences. And one of, one of her poems that is featured, and I'll put a link in the description box, it's called Middle-Aged White Woman, and I love this poem, not because I'm a middle-aged white woman. I mean, yes, probably because of that, too. But the whole point of the poem to me is that we are so much more than what people see. We live these rich lives, and not everybody knows that. You know, you just think, oh, like, oh, that lady, she's uh, this or that, and that guy or is this or that. But we all have a different depth of experience. We all have unique experiences. And Robin shared that with the world through her poem. She shares that through her art journaling and her creative practices with writing and doing spoken word and comedy and all these other different kinds of things. And in the meantime, she is working a full-time job. You know, she raised some kids. So this is... You know, we're all such complex beings, but we only see surface things. So I'm thrilled to bring her here to talk about creativity. Welcome, Robin. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. I'm excited. How did you decide 
And now I know that you were an art journal, you were doing art journaling and really doing different things to spark your creativity. But how did you decide to do like delve into the written word? So I have been a fan of the written word my whole life, but for most of my life, I didn't feel um, courageous enough or free to really dive into that or even admit that I love the written word. I'm not sure why. But at some point, I began reading poetry, like voraciously, loved poetry, and um, kind of just kept that inside to myself. But that was the start of it. And then I started writing my own poetry, um, started doing journaling in the morning, sort of stream of consciousness, journaling, and all of that kind of just culminated into the creative practice that I have today. I still love the written word. And even my visual journal pages have many words on them and in them. Well, what kind of poetry did you start reading? So I grew up in Ohio, in Akron, Ohio, and I used to, um, we did not have a lot of books in our home when I was growing up, but I loved the library. I used to volunteer at the library as a um, young teenager, and, and I just went there after school all the time. And so at some point I started reading the poetry there. And I remember as a very young adult, just sitting on the floor of the library with just books spread around. And I think I was reading classics like W.S. Merwin. I would just read any poetry that was there. I, I love all poetry, but I have found that the poetry that I write is not necessarily um, metered or, you know, it doesn't exactly follow um, poetry rules. It's more like free verse. I think that's just, for me, the best way to communicate. And poetry. Do you have a favorite poet? Hmm. That's a difficult question. It changes all the time. I used to recommend Stephen Dobbins. Um, that's Dobbins with a Y. And I think because his poetry um, is so surprising, it almost feels conversational in tone. But as you read through it, it's it's very wise, funny, affecting. Um, it just really kind of wallops you usually in the end, but it kind of sneaks up on you. So I love that. But um, yeah, I could name a bunch. I like Patty Ann Rogers. Um, I, I love all poets, to be honest, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, when you were first reading the poetry, like, and you were journaling and doing different things. Did you, I mean, did you just do like free writing exercises or did you say, I want to write a poem? Well, I think for many years, I was just writing stuff in this, in a journal, right? And one of the things that I really think is important to note is that I think for a long time, I didn't say to myself, I want to write a poem. And the reason is I felt that that was not attainable for me. Like poetry was some high and lofty thing that, you know, really well-educated people, intellectual people did, but it wasn't for me because I wasn't, um, you know, qualified to do that. And the, the big epiphany and the change that I've had in my life over the last decade or so is that I really understand that we can all be creative and all write poetry. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to be published in, uh, you know, a fancy poetry journal, but for me, that's not the point anyway. It's really more about the process, what I learn about myself, as I write. Um, sometimes I'll do a lot of poetry reading to inspire myself to writing, and that in itself is its own reward. So I think about poetry, I would encourage everyone to realize that as human beings, we are made to be creative. And that's part of the way that we process our lives and the things that happen to us. 
So I would encourage everyone to just to just write in any form and not be intimidated by what the finished product might be or what any expectations might be. So when I met you, Robin, you were, I met you online because you were actually collecting and promoting in a way, I mean, just posting other artists' works, like visual artwork. I, one of the things that I recognized was from your postings was that you were, this is already uh, many years ago. I met Robin in 2008. <laughs> so, um, so a lot of time has passed since then, but there seemed to be like, you were creating these visual pieces yourself, but you were not sharing them with the world also. And like a way to step into it is you were sharing other people's things, which was great for me because it was very exciting to share my artwork and to have you share it with your audience, which was very, very nice. And I'm sure many artists, you know, felt very happy to have that experience and to share work. But um, and then I slowly watched, like, even though we weren't always in conversation through the years, I watched as you started to put out your artwork and it was just so beautiful to see it because like this creative um, things that you were posting and these like beautiful artworks, which what I'm trying to get to is that um, many people, including myself, I was terrified of showing people my artwork for many years. So when I met you, I was already comfortable with sharing my work. And so that's why I think I recognized maybe that like a reluctance uh, of you to even share your stuff. So I was super excited when I started to see you posting more and more and more stuff. And now of course, Robin shares everything so <laughs> for a long time now, but I'm wondering, like, do you think uh, having a community, other people to share your work? I mean, I think, how can people overcome the fear of sharing? And, and I'll, I'll just respond even to some of what you said first. You're, you're spot on. So when I first started, I, was, um, I had this featured artist program. Um, and I also write. And I was featuring writers as well. I'm glad that I did that. And I, I know now why I did it. Because I really value richness and relationship. I like networking. I like meeting people with common interests and values and principles. And also at the time, what I think I was doing was setting the foundation for a creative experience with impact. I wanted to impact people, right? But I was terrified to share my own work because again, I didn't think I was qualified. So what I did in proxy is I started sharing other people's work and that felt very safe. And it also felt like I was doing something because I was gaining this big social media following, I was helping other people, but in fact, it was a way of being cowardly about sharing my own work. It was a way of um, not facing that for myself. When I was sharing other artists' work, I felt um, very happy about that. But if I had it to do over again, I would start sharing my work right away, much sooner. Because the fact is, everything that I feared might happen, I never really articulated this until after the fact, but I guess I thought someone would make fun of me. Someone might say, that's, that's ugly. That's not art. What are you doing over there? Um, whatever. None of that really happened. It, mostly what happened is people were uh, very supportive and lovely about my work. And also what happened is creativity kind of builds its own momentum. And so does courage. So as I began sharing, I got um, more and more brave and there was just so much richness in that whole process. So once I started sharing my creative work, my visual art, that led to me becoming um, a performance poet in Albuquerque, doing like, you know, hosting shows. 
I mean, it opened up the whole, the whole road for me. My, the answer is how do people get over the fear? Sounds simple, but I think you just do it. You might start small, but you literally just do it. So people have said to me many times like, oh, well, you're so creative. I'm not creative. And I think everyone's creative. <laughs> like just by living our lives, we have to be creative to solve even problems in our daily life. So um, what do you think is, um, what would you say to somebody who says I'm not creative? I've had that experience um, as I began sharing my work of all sorts. Um, one of the examples I remember happening over and over again is coming off of a stage after doing, you know, slam poetry or some performance, some spoken word performance. And women especially um, coming up to me and saying, you know, oh, I wish I could do that. I don't have a creative bone in my body. But you could see that they, they had this desire. I could see it in their whole posture and body language. They want to create. And I think that um, we all absolutely are creative. I think that our culture in large part discourages that. And so um, most of us have been indoctrinated or um, you know, sort of numbed to that creativity because instead we are really tuned into this busyness and this productivity um, culture, which I'm not immune to. I have, a, I have a job, it's very much you know, deliverable based and I understand how that works. But even my day job, I can bring creativity into that. Um, I can think really hard about how I respond to someone or how have we solved this problem in the past? And let me take a step back and think of something really unexpected as a starting point here for brainstorming. And um, I, I teach an eight week workshop, which is it's about creativity, but it's really about using your whole life as your creative platform. So right in line with, with um, you know, the remark that you made, I think that we can get up every single day and creativity doesn't just mean putting some paint on a canvas or writing poetry. It can be uh, really taking walks and just being more curious about the world and then using those experiences to inform our thinking. Because to me, that's the huge impact from creativity. It's opening up your mind and changing the way that you experience the world and the way that you help others experience the world. To me, that's the magic of creativity. So I think we all have that. So one other way that you've used creativity, though, is really for um, transformation and healing on your kind of, I don't want to put words into your mouth, but I would say maybe like the soul level. What do you think about creativity as a healing tool? I agree with you. Absolutely. Creativity has been really the, the magic, the, the crux of how I have changed my life entirely. And I don't necessarily mean just the outward trappings of my life. Really, the most important thing is uh, I remember times in my earlier life when my mind wasn't really open. It wasn't rich and curious and um, happy and joyful. I was stuck in certain things, different dysfunctions and in a certain situation. And the beginning of my transformation started with those poetry books in the library. And here I am today. And I would say that creativity is absolutely the thing that carried me forward. And the way that it did that is when you create something for at least a, that time, you have to be open and receptive to what's inside of your mind and your soul and your heart and what, what's in the universe for you. You kind of pause all of your judgment and your expectations and your busy work and your to-do list, and you just be creative for that time. And I think that is absolutely healing for us as human beings. And I think it allows us to really, uh, for me, it allows me to start thinking and processing 
who am I? Who do I want to be? And allows me to make some more intentional decisions about what my life looks like on a daily basis. Isn't that really, is that aligning with what I really deeply desire? And if it isn't, how can I slowly shift? And that's what I've used creativity for is kind of that compass to get me where I wanted to be. And I, I will say it's not always quick. It's not a, it's not a magic elixir that happens overnight because living and changing and growing and transforming is a process. So the creative work is kind of the foundation that will hold your hand through that and allow you to direct it in a way instead of letting life happen to you. For me, I know that like time can stand still or fly by even sometimes when I'm in a creative um, time. And I feel like that that is really a way without it being a quote unquote meditation or something. It's almost like a, a mindfulness practice because you can um, you're really being present when you're being creative, even if you're angry at like things not working out the way you think they should on the page, at least for me. I mean, I've had many uh, creative moments where I've just wanted to like scribble out what I did, you know, and it's terrible and I make judgments or whatever. But if I can get past that and just keep going and get into the flow, then uh, sometimes I can maybe come up, you know, I can like mentally or physically erase what you did and then, you know, work over it and keep on going through this uh, thing. And it's, I find it very um, healing myself. Like I know that when my parents both passed away within a short period of time, I spent a lot of time painting. I mean, I was doing that anyway for my work, but uh, it was very healing for me. So um, I don't know. What do you think about like being present? I, I believe that our, culture uh, in our society doesn't really um, lend itself toward real mindfulness and presence. Um, you know, there are all these distractions, um, advertisements, social media, your phone constantly, all these expectations that everyone's, you know, Instagram perfect all the time. None of that leads us to wanting to be quietly introspective or present in our own life very often. So for me, art is that. And uh, I know that Amy, you and I have talked about this, but maybe for your listeners who haven't heard this, um, I think this context is important. I didn't really flip that switch to activating my creativity. For me in my life, it was when uh, it was in deep despair, deep, deep despair after um, the suicide of my sister and just basically my whole life crumbling. And I wouldn't recommend that for everyone, but until that point, I was very emotionally closed off to a lot of things. And I don't think I was present. So that, that need that like almost primal need to just put myself back together in desperation is what got me into um, that, that creative momentum. And so I think, you know, that was an urgent situation. But then after that, as I created a practice that was, that was serving me and years, years long, I started realizing I don't have to wait until, you know, rock bottom until things come crashing to the ground like that. I can use creativity um, proactively in my own life. And what it does is prevent me from ever getting to that point because I, I'm dealing with things as they come up and I'm in the moment in my life. And to me, that is just a beautiful thing that I would like to give to other people because I think I see many people who maybe kind of hold on to things tightly and aren't able to process things in a flow. And then I think, um, you know, it affects their communication, their relationships, their ability to enjoy life and really be there in their own lives.
So I'm very excited because I will be um, introducing uh, Robin at an upcoming workshop that's coming up and um, about really sparking your creativity. Like why is creativity important? If you feel like you're being stuck or you don't know where to begin, um, I think it would be a great idea for you to join and participate in this workshop. So Robin, would you like to share anything about the upcoming workshop? Sure. Thank you so much, Amy, for co-hosting with me. I am I'm really looking forward to it. And what I plan on doing is talking through um, some of the reasons that creativity is so powerful in our lives and then um, doing an actual activity. So those of you who come, um, you know, bring paper, bring pens, and we'll actually do some brainstorming and writing. And then I'll read you a poem and we'll, we will talk about how you can use ceremony and ritual to work through something specific in your life. It'll be um, very easy, no prior experience necessary, and I would love to see you there. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Before we sign off completely for today is I'm going to give you some details about the creativity workshop. I also wanted to tell you that Robin has created a course called Call to Create and I participated in that course and I really, really enjoyed it. So I wanted to tell you about it. I'm going to leave all of her details, her website, her in the show notes, all the links, all the details so you'll be able to grab it there. But now I want to tell you a little bit about the actual upcoming workshop on the 24th. The Creativity Workshop is so exciting, and this is the first of our mini workshops for the Mindful Soul Center, and I was really privileged and honored that Robin wanted to do this with me. Essentially, this first workshop will be about 45 minutes, as she said about what's going to happen in the workshop, and then after that, you can go off on your own and then work even further into a piece, and then we will have something called office hours or um, we'll have a thread where you can post your work and where you can also ask Robin questions and then at the end of the week uh, she'll come on and uh, answer all your questions and it's really it's a wonderful way that you can uh, share your creativity and, and, and you know that's not obligatory of course but it's available to you if you decide to participate. The workshop is happening on July 24th, 2022. And it's at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 10 o'clock Mountain time, noon Eastern time in the U.S. And then in uh, Europe, it's uh, British summertime at 5 p.m., Central European time, 6 p.m., and Eastern European time, 7 p.m. And obviously all of the other hours in between. So you can go to worldtimebuddy.com and you would just be able to pop in the hour and it'll and your location and it'll translate it to wherever you are in the world the workshop is free for all paying subscribers of the mindful soul center magazine and non-subscribers pay seven dollars i will also be doing a giveaway so um that would be on the facebook page the mindful soul center and you can stay tuned there and um I will be sharing more information. If you have any questions, do you want, if you want to participate, you can email directly to hello at themindfulsoulcenter.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a great interview, really inspiring with Robin. And I hope that we'll know that you're not alone in these pursuit of 
uh, creative endeavors. So <laughs> namaste until next time. Music in this episode includes Lone Cannon by Pazu and Enchanted by Cody Martin.